Hello, gorgeous people, and welcome to another TV Central one-on-one podcast. I'm Aaron Ryan. This is episode 39, 2023, and the third of the Lego Masters Grandmasters episodes. Today, I'm chatting to Joss and Henry. They are Lego Masters champions already, having won season four, but will they be Lego Masters Grandmasters champions? Well, after a massive week winning the gold brick with some massive designs, the boys are not only through to just finals week, but last night were announced as moving to the grand finale. Joss and Henry, thank you for joining me at TV Central. Right, thanks, thanks so much, Aaron. Thanks for having us on. All right, let's start with last night in the semi-final, if you like. You had me worried. Uh, one hour in and you had... Nothing, not even an idea. Um, you thought of everything from a Harley, a frog, a spaceship, a rooster. What was going on? Was it nerves or just creative block? Um, what happened? Uh, so we, we actually came up with the seahorse idea uh, almost immediately when we came in. Um, and we pitched the idea to Brickman and he didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> he said he was, you know... He was dubious about it. He was like, I don't know if that's the right play here. I think you should think of something else. So obviously Brickman's the judge. So you've got to do what he, you know, because he's going to be the one who says has a final say in the end. So we spent an hour trying to figure out something else to do uh, that would, you know, sort of be a little bit more interesting. And uh, we just couldn't land on anything. So we thought an hour in, we've already wasted enough time. Let's just do the seahorse. So that was sort of where... <laughs> What happened there? So that must have been a like some extra nerves with that then because Brickman didn't like the idea. Like, mm. was it just you just couldn't come up with anything else? That's that's just it. Just just go with it. Yeah, pretty much. It just figured at that point, you know, it'd be better to have a build than <laughs> than not, you know. And we we sort of had faith in the idea. We thought that we could pull it off to a to a good extent, you know, and hopefully win Brickman over. Again, we only needed to be better than one person in the room, so we thought, let's go for it. Well, with Bregman, um, you're lucky that he got you to test it out because it, it, it did have a flaw in it, right? Didn't it? Yeah, uh, it did. <laughs> that was Sorry. interesting. It's always... No, no, it's fine. I'm honestly glad that it happened. Like I said it mm. made the cut as well. I'm glad it happened then and not on the carousel. Uh, yeah, I yeah totally. To... We got to anchor down the base of the tail. Like the rest of the tail was sturdy as, but then just the actual base of it was not attached to the uh, Technic bricks at the bottom. So the, the, the angles and the the sharpness that Brickman alluded to a few times um, as a weakness was was interesting. Do you, do you fully get what he meant by that? Because I didn't. It just seemed to equal that sharpness doesn't equal sort of softness. It's I, I didn't quite get that because it, it it looked okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> Firstly, thank you for that. Um, but well, I think uh, what he meant was because it was sort of in segments, um, like a seahorse, uh, he thought maybe that might have been a bit aggressive or something. But I think what we were trying to do was more like get the texture of a seahorse rather than just the general stereotypical shape. Um, so we were trying to sell it in a very different way, maybe than what Brickman had in mind. Same with the positioning, but um, I, I felt like we we were pretty confident that we knew what the seahorse looked like. So we just thought, "Yep, we're going to stick with that." 
Yeah. I mean, Brickman says like that, um, you know, angles don't occur very much in nature, but if you look at seahorses, they're, they mm. really are quite sharp and like jagged and they, again, they've got that sort of segmented thing, which is why we thought it was such a good fit for this technique. It could be just the way that the edit is, but this is just my interpretation. But is is Joss? Are you more the like the panicker? Because because I noticed that when you're getting feedback, you're you're soaking in every word and uh, like super nervous to hear what's happening. Um, when when it's told, it's you know it's great. Henry's like you know high five, that's cool. But you, Joss, you got like that face, like oh thank God that's over. Oh we got through. So, is that right? Like what are your personalities different? You know different like that. Yeah, I think um. You know, nerves definitely get to me, especially in finals week, you know, because you you want to, you've gotten that far, you want to get the rest of the way, you know. And there's so much uncertainty with, you know, like whether things are going to pay off. Like, you know, they're, they're very um careful with what they tell you and what they don't tell you. So, you know, the parts that they don't tell you, you know, kind of left hanging on what they told you last until there's that sigh mm. of relief. It's like, okay, you're fine, you know. <laughs> So, and you know, Brickman's an absolute wild card. So you never know which way things are going to go. You know, if they, if they really wanted to, they could like pick apart that build to the tiniest little thing and find reasons to send us home. So really it's like, it's anyone's game. Hey, uh, everyone's been amazing this season, no doubt. But in terms of challenge wins, you guys and Scott and Owen seem to be the teams to, to beat do you see Scott and Owen as your main rivals or are you just like keeping in your own lane? Uh, yeah, I think um, Scott and Owen are definitely, you know, up there. Like they're the absolute speed at which they build um, is off the charts, you know. And of course, they're fantastic technical builders as well. So it's very hard to sort of stay on their level. I think the their biggest advantage is just how much energy they have. It's mm. insane to witness, you know, like, I mean, you see what they do on set, you know, but the the terrifying thing is that, you know, oftentimes when people are that energetic on set, they need to have downtime when they're not, but they don't. They're just on all the time, <laughs> like in the green <laughs> yeah. room, like at the hotel, like on the, like, you know, transit to and from, they're just always bouncing off the walls and i don't know how they do it for you know 12 hours straight it's ridiculous mm. the the previous um sunday night was the heist uh episode you guys created that amazing jewelry store heist um it didn't start well though because you were going with a crooked cops theme um brickman wasn't buying that um how do you process whether i mean because this kind of happened with the seahorse thing too i mean how do you process whether to change your idea and follow brickman's advice or just stick with your gut and let um brickman see that finished creation so then to fully understand what you were doing because in the heist case you did actually change your your mind yeah it's um, a good question i th i think um that if if he tells you to change your idea it's probably worth it 80 percent of the time um and then the other 20 percent of the time is like if you just can't think of anything else or if you have a trick up your sleeve then i think mm. it's worth staying with your idea and with the seahorse like we we didn't spend an hour thinking of an idea just for the hell of it it was like if there's a better idea, we need to do it because Brickman doesn't really like the seahorse thing. So let's 
put time into thinking and we couldn't think of anything better. So we just thought, all right, well, we'll just do what we had. Yeah. That's um, the heist one. That that was an amazing build and you were in the top two, but Scott and Owen snuck over the line with the train station build. When, when builds are amazing, are as amazing as they are. I mean, I have no idea how Brickman can make a final decision. Um, I guess knowing how good everyone is, what do you try to do to make a build like that little bit extra special just so you can get over the line? Yeah, I think you've got to have, you've got to have a hook, you know, you've got to have something that's sort of like, um, you know, it's a point of difference. Like for example, with Scott and Owen, you know, they they built off stud, which was like a huge thing, a huge reason why they won. Um, and they also built in a time period, which we did as well. Um, and those are, you know, two things that sort of show a lot of um uh not just like technical prowess, but also just sort of a confidence in I guess being really intentional in what you build, you know, because if you're building in a specific time period then there can't really be any accidents. You've like every little aesthetic choice has to be made, you know, with that in mind, you know? So I don't know. I think that that's something that's really impressive and sort of shows, you know, what you're doing. So I think, yeah, little things like that. I wanted to ask about um, the previous Monday's challenge, because that's one of my favorites with you guys. Um, Cause only because you were given the the coffee machine um and on face value that would seem like the least favorite to get um mm. uh, but you guys just managed to do something absolutely amazing um well, i mean what did you what were your first thoughts when you got the coffee machine was it as horrible as i thought it might have been for a choice yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. it it really felt like they were cuz it was Scott and Owen picking all the things and it really felt like they kind of went like oh yeah give it give it to those guys and mm-hmm. that's a know, compliment <laughs> make them suffer but yeah yeah i guess so um but joss really saved us on that one because um i was thinking more in the traditional way of a cut and half build where it's like you leave the one half and then you build something coming out of it and that's just it but joss thought what if we just build around it so it's sort of inside the build and it was just a crazy idea. And um, Joss's engineering as well to get the legs going made it work. Yeah, did did I, you think... Oh, sorry. Oh, no, so I was just going to say, I'm, I'm really, really proud of that build. And I think, you know, I, I think definitely like once per season, you like, you get you get a really good idea, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I think a lot, a lot of them are just sort of, you know, like ideas where it's just like, okay, you know, this is a good fit for this challenge. But every now and then you get one that's like, yeah, that's that's something something unique. And I was really, really happy with that. So you had a win there um, and the gold brick. Um, the, the gold brick must feel extra special um, when you draw to the to the end of the series. A bit of relief, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, definitely. Like, what a time to, to you know... <laughs> win the brick and come out with a good build because we were struggling for a little while up until that point like it just felt like we were getting so close but just missing the mark um and, you know it felt like everyone else was getting so much better you know that we probably weren't going to win another challenge <laughs> until <laughs> like yeah so yeah that was really really good um 
super happy because it meant that we didn't have to stress as much in the um uh, in the cliffhanger challenge, which is a yeah, that would have been challenge. a really rough one. Yeah. Well, when you went into that um, cliffhanger um, episode, I mean, knowing that you had the gold brick, you, you did change strategy. I believe that you mentioned on the show you wouldn't have gone in the direction you did without the gold brick. H- how does having the gold brick change your strategy? Well, it wasn't just a confidence thing. I think it was more like uh, not wanting to send someone else home sort of thing. Like mm. in the way that if we, so we sort of shot ourselves in the foot on purpose, I think, in, mm. a, in a funny way where it was like, if we build straight out from the wall and go as far as we want, we might get the bonus point and then someone else suffers and then we feel guilty. So it was like, um, although building downwards wasn't how we really knew that they wanted us to build, it was kind of like, we we don't get anything if we win this build mm. and we can't really lose on it. So let's just do exactly what we would like to do with what we've been given. Mm. Pretty much, yeah. It was like, because yeah. it's funny, we were in the exact same position last year as well, like for this challenge going into the semi-final. Um, we also had protection. And, you know, in that challenge, you're literally just building for momentum, you know. Because you can't win, there's no winners, and you can't lose, so you're just there. So mm. we're just like, what? What do we still want to build on Lego Masters? You know, what's something that we could really enjoy? And so you know, we saw the wizard. We were like, oh, let's do some fantasy stuff. You know, Majesto. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was that was an awesome build. Um, oh, thanks. I I started the 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 podcast talking about whether you stay in your own lane or whether you look over your shoulder at others with. Scott and Owen's ice cliffhanger said to be um, the best build ever from Brickman. Do do you look, um, at least look for inspiration from others' work or do you just trust your own skills and abilities and then, I don't know, perhaps do the opposite to what other people do? What what do you, what goes through your mind when you, when you're looking at other people's builds? I think a lot of the time um, when you, when the challenge first starts, like I'll ask around the room and see what everyone else is doing to make sure that there's nothing that's too similar to what we're doing or else, you know, you get like double ups and like sort of um, ideas or themes sort of it cheapens both builds, I think. So you don't want to, you don't want to be in that position, but then beyond that, I think we just sort of keep our head down and, you know, stay focused on what you're doing. And then at the end, look up and see what everyone else has done. Which is hard with Scott and Owen because yeah, they're very loud. (laughs) Um, so it's it's sort of like everyone knows what they're building whether you want to know or not (laughs) um you're you're in the uh obviously the grand finale um is there anything you can tease us about um the episode like what can we expect um well we get to build everyone sort of knows that the rules for the last build are there are no rules um, mm-hmm. So we get to build whatever we want, and Joss and I really took that to heart. Took I that, think. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just said, you know what? Like, if we had twenty eight hours and it was any idea we wanted, what would we do? And we did it. So, mm. which is a, it's a tricky thing to do twice, I think, mm. especially in yeah. such a short <laughs> time frame. 
Because, because yeah, <laughs> it's like if you had 28 hours, only once in a lifetime, what would you build? A giant crab robot versus a giant kaiju is what we would build. Mm. And it's like, okay, do it again. <laughs> What's the second idea? Yeah, it's it's tough because like, um, you know, like I, I feel like we really landed on the best idea possible for our season, you know? So any ideas beyond that, it feels like they're sort of the 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 second idea, like the, the draft that didn't quite make it. But mm. um but no, I, I really I really like what we build um in tonight's episode. I'm sorry, dating the dating the podcast a bit, but um, <laughs> in the I, finale. In the finale, yeah. I I really love our finale build. I think it's um it's very special to me. Absolutely. All right. Um, I do just want to quickly mention um, the look transformation. Um, not not just Henry, um, but Joss. Both of you look quite different considering it's um, not been a massive amount of time between seasons. Have you always changed up your looks or did you just want to look fresh um, for, for Grandmasters? Uh, I can't speak for Henry, but I, my hairstyle on this season is what my hairstyle normally is. I... Um, I Got a, I got a hair, I had grown my hair out quite a bit and I was getting it cut specifically for Lego Masters and uh, they botched it real bad. So I had to get it cut short to like overcorrect. So it <laughs> wasn't by choice that I went in with short hair in season four. Yeah, yeah I, um, I've perhaps made like been a bit notorious for changing hairstyles. I mean, uh, after the first season i shaved my head and then over over the course of that year it was shaved then it grew back out and then it was bleached obviously and as soon as i got home i shaved it again and here we are (laughs) all right um in in one of your bios it mentions about lego being something that um, has nurtured your relationship as brothers where you're able to talk break down walls and create a strong bond I, I never really thought that that could be a byproduct of, of building Lego. Now I'm imagining all of these brothers and sisters, friends, dads and sons, dads and daughters spending hours and hours building Lego and, and really drawing their connection closer. D- does that still apply when you guys are older? Do you still talk about anything and everything? Yeah, I, I de- definitely. And I think in any sort of relationship, whether it's, you know, like family, friends, anything like having a buffer of any kind of sort really makes it easier to sort of have conversation flow naturally, you know, whether it's like playing games or doing sports or in our case, you know, building Lego, it's sort of, it's something that you can connect with. Mm. And yeah, I definitely feel like it's, you know, brought us closer in our adult lives, especially like being on the show, you know, having to (laughs) spend that much time with each other, you know, like it's good. Yeah, it just really yeah. seemed to be a, a beautiful thing that I never thought of because I mean, a lot of young people are playing video games. I mean, there is some communication, but nothing close. I, I, I never thought about it, but it's quite obvious if you're spending hours together building stuff in Legos that, um, that's a lot of young people like drawing closer together and talking. So that's uh, 
that that's a really beautiful. Um, have you dealt with? I mean, how have you dealt with the frustrating moments, like when you feel like the other is not sticking with a plan or spending too much time on one thing and not working on on something else? Do things get heated sometimes, or or have you found a way to keep keep each other on track without sort of infighting? I think Joss yeah. and I have had a lifetime of um being around each other, so we don't really uh bicker uh at all really um you know even even if it's like a build where one person's struggling it's it's not a matter of like oh how annoying it's more like let's help each other and get it back on track so we can do a good job mm. i think the the most we ever fought um <laughs> masters was oh. actually it was i'm so sad it didn't make the cut actually yeah uh, it no, was actually in... now that you say that um it's it's death. It's just... <laughs> it it was in the uh the Mr. Coffee build. So you'll notice that on Mr. Coffee there's a small milk carton um next to the sugar uh and it has a blue band around it because that's the uh <laughs> so there's actually when... there's a shot of how it was before. There there was, yeah. So yeah. I first, I initially made that milk carton with uh, blue stripes going around it because in my head, that's what the like stereotypical iconic milk carton looks like. You know, if you think in like a cartoon, it's mm. a white milk carton with blue bands going around it. Uh, and Henry said, no, it's just a single thick blue band for like the label. That's what the stereotypical milk carton looks like. And I was like, no, you're wrong. It's the stripes. That's 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 the whole thing. And that went back and forth quite a while and it got really heated. Like neither of us wanted to concede on what we thought the correct one was. Uh, <laughs> the event was uh, colloquial no- colloquially known as uh, Milk Gate. <laughs> and it did was you definitely end- the biggest argument we've had in years, I think. <laughs> did you end up looking it up? Because coming to my mind, I would have thought it was the two stripes if I'm thinking of those cartoon shows. Yeah, see, it's it's and I asked so many people afterwards, and it was like a 50-50 split of yeah. like people who thought it was stripes and people who thought it was a band. And and looking... if you Google it, it's like depending on which keywords you use, you can find both. So <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like here or there. So if you type in one band milk carton, it just comes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, the overwhelming majority of results is with just a band. So I think we went with the right choice to to follow Henry's decision. All right, finally, Joss and Henry, already champions. Um, what, what does winning Grandmasters mean for you, apart from, obviously, the money? Is it, is it back-to-back or just solidifying, basically, a childhood of Lego and, and then becoming a Grandmaster? What What is it? I think it would just be cool to be, you know, to have the title of Grandmasters, you know, just to, just to be known as the first-ever Lego Grandmasters. That's pretty huge. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and I guess also winning back to back would be insane. But, um, yeah, pretty mental bragging rights, I think, above all else. Um, but at the same time, like both the teams that we're in the finale with came second in their seasons. Mm -hmm. So, like, as much as we would love the win, we definitely feel like it would be. More than welcome if if it was one of the other teams. Yeah, you know, we're not like... we're not gunning for it with everything we've got in that yeah. sense. Yeah, if I'm being completely honest, I don't think we really have anything more to prove. You know, we've 
we won our season. We made it all the way to the end. We built something that we like and that means a lot to us. And if the other teams want it more and they end up taking out the win, that's fine by me. Hmm. All right, um, Joss and Henry, you are into the grand finale, though. Well done. Obviously, massive competition tonight. It will be huge. Um, good luck, and um, thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks, right. thanks for having us. All right, Joss and Henry there from Lego Masters Grand Masters. You can catch the grand finale of Lego Masters tonight, Monday the 8th of May at 7.30pm on 9 and 9 now. That's it for this podcast. For all the latest news, streaming reports, ratings, TV guides and podcasts, head to tvcentral.com.au. Until next time, I'm Aaron Ryan. Thanks to Joss and Henry. Bye for now. 